It is time for week three action, and we've got a six-pack of picks for our favorite games in week number three, plus the Thursday nighter, New York Giants traveling at the San Francisco 49ers. Coming up on Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate all the everydayers out there. Subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Okay, opening up the six pack here in week three, Matt. And I want to start with uh, with a few teams here that we touched on yesterday as Owen two teams coming in with, uh, you know, very close or already maybe pressing the panic button. And uh, the way you put it off the air, Matt, was a loser goes home game. <laughs> loser leaves town match. Yep. Yeah. Loser leaves town. Los Angeles Chargers at the Minnesota Vikings, the home team Minnesota Vikings favored by one and a half points. And you can start to, I mean, you can start to really change the outlook of how you treat the rest of the season for the team that loses this game and falls to 0-3. Especially Minnesota, because Herbert's not going anywhere. You know, I mean, Cousins on the last year of his deal. Herbert just signed a monster deal. He's young, blah, blah, blah. But his coach might be going somewhere. I, I don't think the Vikings coach is going anywhere. I think O'Connell's safe, you know. So, so okay, it, it is a loser leave towns match. I'm just not sure that the Chargers have to pack all their stuff if they lose. I think the Vikes are burning down their house if they lose. The Vikes are fielding offers if they lose week three. For cousins and veterans and those type of guys? It gets dicey because it, Justin Jefferson, do you want to stick around if that's the way this is going to go? Right. Do you want to be the, the great player on a rebuilding team that's actually getting worse heading into – you know, a, a time that you're going to be signing a, a huge mega contract and, and locking yourself into that city for a long time. So it does get a little strange for the Minnesota Vikings here. Yeah. Even, even if Kirk, trading Kirk Cousins is the smartest move for you and not, you know, quote unquote tanking the rest of the year, you're not ever trying to lose games, but how many games are you going to win if they trade Kirk Cousins away? So I do think though, I mean, I know they're 0-2, they could go to 0-3, but as currently constructed, unless they just rip the you know the, the the house apart, I don't think Minnesota's picking in the top five though. You know, I mean they're going to win games. They're going to beat the Bears twice. They're, you know, I mean, they got unless they, unless they tear it down. Yeah, exactly. So back to the game. I think in a, a little bit of an underreported story is the Vikings are throwing the ball by far the highest percentage in the league. Their run game doesn't exist. It's awful. And the Chargers, I know they played a really good offense in Miami, and that skews things when you look at numbers. 
but they are last by a wide margin in EPA against the pass. And their defense is like last in the league in EPA, period. Is Cousins just going to light these guys up for 500 yards? I mean, Cousins already has 708 passing yards and six touchdowns in in this first two weeks. And so 350 and three more, that's the pace he's on. Can, yeah. can, we, can we write that down at Penn? And does it, even if he does that, is that enough with is that enough? The, the Vikings defense and how poor the run game has been? Because it hasn't been enough in the first two weeks to win. I think I'm going to take the Vikes. I just trust them at home more. I think it's going to be a really difficult place to play. I don't trust the Chargers running game. I don't think Eckler plays. But I think the Chargers are the better team. I just don't trust their organization right now. I'm going to go Chargers and looking at FanDuel, by the way, all of our lines provided by our friends at FanDuel. And if the if the Vikings are getting one and a half, I'm mm-hmm. going to take the, the points and take the Chargers. And it actually could be a really fun game to watch, to be honest with you, how we're, yeah. you know, like a, they're talking about it forth, like yeah. it was in week one with the Chargers and in the Dolphins. But, you know, the Chargers did play a, a really good team, it looks like, in the Dolphins in week one. And I think the Chargers are a better team. I think they can run the ball with Joshua Kelly just fine. He's not Austin Eckler, but I don't think it's a problem for the Chargers. Chargers have so many better players on defense, um, you know, yeah. If I'm getting points, I'll take the Chargers, and who knows at FanDuel, maybe it, it creeps back toward even. But unless, uh, and then and then at that point, if I'm getting points for the Vikings at home, the home dog, I might take that. But just looking at the points, I'm just taking points almost with which whichever team I get it with in this yeah. game. And on a neutral field, I like the Chargers still better than the Vikings. So that's the way I, I do too. Okay, I don't feel strong about it, but I think the over under is like the highest of the week, and it should be, you know, like DFS stacks galore and. Start right, everybody, yeah. you know, yeah. I think 54, which might be one of the highest I've seen all season. I think 51 mm-hmm. was the previous high, if I'm not mistaken. But wow. I don't have the numbers. Way more. How about this, though? And this ties into the next game, which is the Denver Broncos at the Miami uh, Dolphins. And we talked about the panic button question from yesterday's uh, mailbag episode. The Chargers and Broncos right now at, at 0-2, they have the worst cap situations in the league for oh, yeah. those 0-2 teams going into next year. The Chargers projected to be $74 million over the cap going into next year. The Broncos are $54 million over the cap. All the other teams that are 0-2 right now, Texans, Bengals, Vikings, Panthers, Cardinals, Bears, Patriots, are all either a little bit under or well under the cap going into next year. So that makes these situations even worse for these Chargers and Broncos teams. If, if you, you fail this year, uh, it's, it, you know, it just gets even more difficult to retool because you have to do so much cap movement in the first place before you start addressing the talent on your roster. So you said it was the Chargers and Dolphins, right? Uh, Chargers and Broncos. Oh, okay. The, okay. They're the most over, right. Yeah. And so it's the Broncos at the Miami Dolphins is the next game I gotcha. want to talk about, but just because it's a tie in between those two Oh, and two teams, I wanted to bring that up with the Chargers and Broncos. Uh, Miami Dolphins, by the way, favored by six and a half over the Denver Broncos in week three. We talked about shutdown corners and shadows and stuff like that earlier in the week. And Sertain, to me, is right there with Sauce as the best, and he will travel, but he can only guard one guy. I mean, unless Waddle's not out of concussion protocol, I think Miami lights this team up at home. I mean, Denver's 0-2 both at home. Now they got to go to the Heat in Miami. I mean... I know it's not going to be a hundred, but I think Miami's a much better team than the Broncos. That's interesting in this one. Um, does 
does that how much does that skew? Let's say Sertan does a number on Tyreek Hill and mm-hmm. and Tyree and uh, Waddle doesn't play or is not 100 percent in this. Yeah, game. that'd be interesting because the you know, we're talking about a Raheem Mostert game who went off last week. We're talking about a uh, River Craycraft game. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm, that, that mm-hmm. creates new things. And maybe that's why this isn't. I thought the number might even be a little bit bigger with the way these two teams have played in the first two weeks than six and a half points at home for the Miami Dolphins. That's what I'm thinking, too. I mean, Denver's defense has not been good at all. I mean, certain aside, he's a superstar, but this is like the best offense in the league against a bottom five defense through two games. So I think we're both giving up the points for the Dolphins. At yes, home. at home. I want Miami. Yeah, I just I got to see something from the from the Broncos. It's been two, you know, it's, it's the second season in a row. Show us something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't see a lot of spark there. I think it's going to be a long, rough year. Uh, that, that's going to be a theme today's episode, too, because there's some blowout games that are projected here that we got to talk about. And, you know, it's yeah, it's not that easy to just roll in and, and beat a team by multiple scores, even if it looks like it's a little lopsided coming in. So um, Chicago, KC, Dallas, Arizona are two of those games. We've got Pittsburgh Steelers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, There's something to be said for desperate teams. I mean, some of these 0-2 teams have a desperate week of practice. They have a desperate feel about them. They're trying surprise onside kicks and fake punts and stuff like that, too. You know, I mean, it could be a crazy week for these 0-2 teams. Yeah, and the parody in the NFL, too, it's like, oh, this is the best team in the league. This is the worst team in the league. But it's not like... Alabama against an FCS opponent either. Like it's close to lose. <laughs> right. All right. We'll get to more of the six pack and the Thursday night preview as well. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by prize picks. Prize picks is the most fun I've had so far this season playing daily fantasy sports and winning 25 times my money while doing it. If I hit on all of my Picks. All you do is you select two or more players and you pick more or less on their projected stats and then place your entry. You can place those entry and entries in a minute and turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. And for example, here's a, here's some of the plays I like this week. We're going to preview and, and make our picks for Sunday night football here in a minute with the uh, Giants at 49ers. Chris McCaffrey, too many touches in the first couple of weeks. Short week. I think they're going to be smart with McCaffrey. I don't know if this is going to be the McCaffrey game. I think this might be the Debo game as a runner, as a receiver. So I'm going more than 15 and a half rushing yards for Debo Samuel. I like that one a lot. Brandon Ayuk, by the way, banged up last week and is a little bit hurt. So this is a Debo game for my money. 52 and a half receiving yards might go more than on that one for Debo. Maybe a Kittle game as well for the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't know if I want to go more than on any Giants uh, statistics going against the, the 49ers defense on Thursday night football. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is prizepicks.com slash NFL or download the app and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Everyone, folks, should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why. Jace Medical offers the Jace case. What is the Jace case? Well, the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency situation. We've gone through pandemics, right? Maybe you are on a trip where you're going to be out of cell service and you want to make sure you have everything handled 
and make sure you have the med medication in hand in case of one of those emergency situations, wherever that may uh, happen for you and your family. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation, licensed pharmacy medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care for whatever you need, including a Jace case. So don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Buffalo Bills at the Washington Commanders, Matt. We've got the Washington Commanders giving up six and a half at home. So Buffalo on the road uh, really turned things around for themselves after a, a goofy week one and three interceptions by Josh Allen. They're favored by six and a half on the road at Washington. Yeah, I, I respect what Washington's done. And I, I do think they have a real home field advantage now. And I think those fans are optimistic about the team and they have weapons. And I don't think Sam Howell stinks. Um and I think the Bills still have some things to work out. I, I don't love their O-line matchup against that front four of Washington at all. I, I mean, not even a little bit. I think the Bills win. I wish this was seven and a half, but I think I'm going to take the points at home here based on that D-line. I always like the home dog. And I like yeah, yeah. Sam Howell. And six and a half points. Looking at FanDuel right now, I wonder where the money's going to come in late. Do you wait and try to get the seven, get the touchdown? I'd feel so much better because I can. Mm -hmm. I do think Washington can keep it, you know, within a score. Home dog is usually a play I like. So I'm kind of with you on this one, and I want to take the points with the home team. Although neutral field, it's hard because, you know, Buffalo is a, is a better football team and, and got on the right track. But I like what I've seen a lot from, from Washington this year. Mm -hmm. and, and they're going to be a thorn in some team's side, I think. And look, I'm looking at quarterbacks, Matt, from, from that draft class. If you start looking at 2021, 2022 draft combined, Sam Howell might be – I mean, would you take Sam right. Howell second after Trevor Lawrence potentially right now? I mean, he's over Zach Wilson, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, Trey Lance back yeah, up right. Dallas now. Fields is looking awful to start his Ooh. third season. Um yeah, he's yeah, respectable. Is looking fine, but he's not looking better than Sam Howell is necessarily. I love seeing Howell stepping up in the pocket, making dime throws. He's got a good arm. Uh, you know, Kenny Pickett. So yeah, I, Washington might be on to something a little bit here. I, I, yeah. I like what's going on in Washington. Good vibe. You know a guy, a guy from that class I vastly underrated for fantasy, but also in reality, Brian Robinson's a legit number one back. I, I thought he was just a, a jag, and he's not. He's a quality player. He's having a good year. Oh, he's going crazy right now yeah. for, uh, for those fantasy owners. And fantasy running backs quickly have become hard to come by. So, yeah, uh, big ups there. How about the Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt? At the Las Vegas Raiders, Las Vegas favored by two and a half at home. So the, the Steelers have an awful, awful record against the Raiders in their place, whether it's L.A., Oakland, but this goes back to Al Davis and Clifford Branch and Chuck Knoll and things like that, too. But even in recent memory, that's bad. I guarantee nine bazillion Steeler fans fly to Vegas for this game because I know a ton of them that have already booked their stuff in the summer. So I don't know that that still applies. I have unbelievably bad stats about the Steelers offense. I mean, just abysmal. But the Raiders' defense is nearly as bad. And the one of the only teams that's running the ball even worse than the Steelers is the Josh Jacobs-led uh, Raiders. And Devontae Adams is in concussion protocol, as is Jacoby Myers. Uh, 
I think the Steelers win this game, and I'll take the points. I'm looking for the stat from one of our listeners about the uh, sort of the insane offensive output to win the football game still for the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. And, oh, man, I'm not finding Here's it. Here's a crazy one. Okay. I mean, they they scored 26 points and never snapped the ball within the 30-yard line. <laughs> they never once were in the red zone and never snapped the ball in the, in the 30. That one's They're- really good. I, d- okay, here it is. Wait, yeah. So the Steelers were down a field goal and ended up winning the game even though their offensive output between that time being down three and winning was negative seven yards of offense. Yep, I heard that one as well. Um, You'll remember this from Niners in week one. They are averaging 10.5 yards produced in the first quarter of games. That's not very good. I can see why the Raiders... When I first looked at this, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, But it's such a weird game because Mm -hmm. the Raiders defensively are not good. And the Steelers offensively have been not good. So that might wash. And then the rate, the Steelers are going to get after Jimmy and Jimmy's going to throw the ball to the Steelers. So are they able to get multiple scores on defense again? You know what I mean? Right. Um, But I, how bad is Kenny Pickett really is my question. Through two games is awful. I, I think it's an aberration, but boy, I'm looking dumb after two games. So potentially a get right game for the Steelers offense here. Uh, field goal. I, I'm going to take the Raiders by a field goal here. And if it was more than three at FanDuel, I would take the Steelers then. But um, three points is my mark. I think this is pretty good at two and a half. Uh, I'll take the Raiders, but this could be this could be a funky one for sure. Like I think the Steelers could be a 500 team. I think the Raiders might pick in the top five. There's a couple blowouts on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Potentially, Matt. Uh, the, can they give us enough points to take the Chicago Bears at the Kansas City Chiefs, Matt? Chiefs favored by 12 and a half at home against Chicago. Um, KC hasn't looked their normal self to start the year, but the Bears have been just bad. And this is probably the week where you're like, oh, yeah, okay, this is a great team against a bad team, and it's a three-touchdown win. I'm laying the points. I want Kansas City. I think the Bears are broken. I think they're the worst combination of offense and defense in the league. You know, like we just talked about Steeler offense is horrible. Raiders defense is terrible. But the other side of the ball is at least okay. You know, like both sides of the ball for the Bears is horrendous. There's there's nothing I've seen from the Bears team on either side of the ball where I'm like, oh, this is going to this is going to be awesome and turn around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, One of the fine. things, which unfortunately I didn't see on prize picks and I looked for it, I wanted to see Justin Fields rushing yards because at some point you have to just start. Unleash him. Designing right. runs for your quarterback. Yeah. That's what worked last year. Then, unless you just want to be bad and you want to you know, strap him to the pocket and say, all right, you're not seeing it clearly and we can't protect you and the schemes are bad. Have fun. That can't oh. be how we continue this season for the Bears. Um, unless they all want to get fired right right <laughs> exactly yeah how badly do you want to be fired yeah up for 12 and a half but i mean how can you i just, I just can't put anything on the bears right now so no, so I disappointed in what that team's look like to start the year in casey I'll, I'll lay the point i can't take the bears yeah and the chiefs are only gonna get better like they're just about to hit their stride exactly Next, we've got another blowout potentially brewing of the Dallas Cowboys at the Arizona Cardinals and then the New York Giants flying across the country to face 
the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Bird Dogs. I love my Bird Dogs pants, my pants and shorts. If you need long pants, you need short pants, you can find them at Bird Dogs, and Bird Dogs makes you look good. But the best part about Bird Dogs is why you're looking good, you're feeling good as well. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that truly sculpted look. And Bird Dogs shorts do the exact thing as something like Lululemon, right? But they fit way better. And you can wear them anywhere. They are so versatile and better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton because Bird Dogs fixed any issues you might have with comfort by inventing cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a waist slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And they use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So, you know, in the warm months of the year, you wear your bird dog shorts, you can wear them to work, you can wear them to podcast, you can wear them to the golf course, uh, you can wear them to the pool, right? Uh, my bird dog shorts have a liner inside, so I can go in the pool if I want to. Uh, best pool party barbecue shorts that exist for me. And the long pants I love for going golfing, work to the golf course is, uh, is the combo for my long bird dog pants that do not have the liner get a liner don't get a liner it is all up to you so go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl and enter promo code locked on nfl at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nfl for a free water bottle at checkout you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you so matt uh another Blowout potentially brewing. And no team has been more impressive on the scoreboard this year than the Dallas Cowboys. And they have maybe the worst team in the NFL. They're going to their house. It's the Dallas Cowboys at the Arizona Cardinals. Again, this one is uh, tied for the biggest line of the week. Arizona getting 12 and a half at home. What about that tasty home dog, Matt? Arizona Cardinals. I'll admit, I mean, including Josh Dobbs, the Cardinals have exceeded on both sides of the ball my extremely low expectations i mean i thought they'd be the worst team in the league they haven't played like that they probably will settle in as one of the worst teams in the league i don't think they come within two touchdowns this dallas team though i mean this dallas team seems like they watching the giants game they like running up the score parsons might have three sacks dobbs is going to get throttled i would think prescott is sitting there with his helmet off in the fourth quarter and I, I'm going to lay the points here. I just think they're so much better. There's a chance this is one verse 32. Yeah, and I think we saw it last week too because of how poor the Giants have played for the first six quarters of their season. And then yeah, all of a yeah. sudden they're like, oh, wait a second. What are we doing? We're way better than this team. And then just go boom, 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 boom. Four scores. Mm-hmm. We're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to take back a 21 to nothing, I think, lead it was for the, for the New York Giants. Uh, for the Arizona Cardinals against the New York Giants. And, uh, you know, I think there's going to be four quarters of that potentially in this game. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, again, giving up the points on a 12-and-a-half. I don't love it. I don't know if I would really put my hard-earned cash on either one of those games at the 12-and-a-half mm-hmm. just because any weird stuff can happen. But if you're going to pick one, um, I just don't think you can make the line big enough for those two potential blowout games. And uh, so give me the Dallas Cowboys with the way they've played. I think there's definitely a blowout brewing, and it could be, you know, 24 to three. It doesn't even have to be a, you know, a 40 to nothing type of a game for you, for you to win on that one. So yep. Give me the Dallas Cowboys uh, there. They might be playing the best football of, of anyone in the league right now. Right near the top. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, one of the teams that if it's not the Cowboys, maybe it's the 49ers playing some of the mm-hmm. best ball in the league. And this is one of those where it's a scheduled loss for the New York giants. You open up the schedule beginning of the year. He's like, okay, you're a, you're a giants fan. You're like, what does the schedule look like? Okay. 
cross-country Thursday night trip. Short week. Probably an L. Short week, cross the country. And, oh, yeah, and it's the San Francisco 49ers and their home opener and a team that's 2-0, and looked really good for eight quarters of football, and your team's played two quarters of good football against the worst team in the league, potentially. Uh, I, I don't like any of this for uh, for the New York Giants. Ten points, though, is the question here. Is that enough? Because clearly most people would bet straight up that the 49ers are going to win this football game. What do the Giants have to do? Can they even keep this game within ten points, man? I don't think so. I mean, especially without Barkley, who's the foundation of the offense. I'm curious. I don't know if you know the answer to this. Did they just stay in Arizona as opposed to coming back cross country? I mean, they. I would imagine that they. I, I don't have that information, and I'm actually about to talk with Patricia Trina here, the host mm. of Locked On Giants, for our Locked On 49ers, Locked On Giants crossover. So turn tune into that. Don't forget your team's covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, and I get some of that information. And Brian Dayball is trying to be coy. There was a report earlier on in the week from, I think it was Schefter, and it was like, okay, sprained ankle, Saquon Barkley's out for three weeks. And then yesterday, Brian Dable's like, well, yeah, don't close the door on him playing. He heals yeah. fast, and he's going to be a game-time decision. So I think that's more trying to get the 49ers to prepare for something that's not going to be there. I mean, uh, maybe it's just wishful thinking on his part because it would be huge because there's nobody more important to that offense than Saquon Barkley. Like, the offense runs through him. So I don't know what, what it's going to look like. Uh, it's going to be a lot of Daniel Jones probably running the ball against the 49ers. Is that enough? Uh, I don't know. So I, I don't expect to see Brian Dable despite what – I expect to see Saquon Barkley despite what Brian Dable said. And to be honest with you, this probably should be more like one of those 12.5-point lines than a 10-point than a line. I 100% agree. And last little nugget, I mean, we know what, what the Niners are capable of and how they're playing, and you've mentioned it a couple times throughout the week. Maybe it's they don't – Maybe Christian McCaffrey doesn't play 100% of the snaps again, which was bonkers. But I mean, he, he better not play 100%. Why would you? Right. I don't know what you're doing. If, if, if you have two capable backs, like mm-hmm. uh, Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason last year averaged six yards per carry for the 49ers. Like, yeah, I mean, they're great. And all fine if, if, if McCaffrey doesn't play. It's the other stuff, it's the dynamism that McCaffrey has that, you know, helps the offense and the gravity of teams you know, trying to stop him and leaving some other things open. So McCaffrey makes you better, but it's not like you're not going to run the ball well in a Shanahan offense with the other two running backs. And you just got to be smart. You know, he's average, He's going to have 400 touches this year if, if he keeps up this pace. And on a short week, it's just not smart for someone mm-hmm. um, that, you know, is that important for your, for your offense. So um, I would expect, you know, a, a timeshare backfield at least in this one and, that's probably the biggest thing I would. And by the way, the four or the uh, Giants' offensive line is banged up too. Andrew Thomas and oh. uh, starting left, so the whole left side I think is banged up for the for the New York Giants. If the 49ers can get movement up front with their offensive line, you know the, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, you know Ashawn Robinson, those interior guys, the big guys up front. If the 49ers can get some movement, create some some gaps, they don't have to score a ton of points. I think this one is probably, if it doesn't hit the number and the 49ers lose this game, that's probably why. And it's probably just a, an overall close, low scoring type of a game. But man, the 49ers have been on fire offensively. So I don't expect that to happen either. Me neither, because the thing we haven't mentioned is the Giants defense has been horrendous. I mean, I love Dexter Lawrence to no end. And you mentioned Williams and I like Thibodeau and some of their draft picks. And it looks like on paper, it should be better. And I know that Dallas is really strong, but Arizona isn't. I mean, this has been one of the worst defenses in the league. Yep. I totally agree. So, yeah, I'm, again, all three of the blowouts, I'm giving up big points. 12 yeah, and a half. I don't think it's enough. AC, 
12 and a half with Dallas, 10 points with the 49ers Thursday night. I don't love it. I don't love giving up all those points, man. I know it's scary. We'll lose one of those, but you know, right. Yeah. The league is giving us this year, potential blowout city. This weekend sure looks that way. Mm -hmm. At least with some of the ones we talked about. Yeah. But that's all right. It happens. Is uh, last thing here on the New York Giants. Where would you put them on that, on that panic button push? High. Very high. An 0 3 team. I would say panic, panic. I would say, I would say, okay, if you just paused the world halftime week two, the New York Giants just got obliterated by the Cowboys in week one. And then against the team that's supposed to be the worst in the league, you're down big, multiple scores at halftime. Like that right there is panic button. Like it was already pressed, I think. Yeah. And so we saw, you know, a comeback for them, which is probably good mojo for them coming into this week, but. You know, no Barkley. I just, I mean, it's it's a rough situation for the New York Giants right now. Like, I don't think they're going to be as bad as those first six quarters, which frankly couldn't have been worse. But I, if I were power ranking the NFC in terms of chances to make the, the postseason, they would be very, very low. I mean, like Washington's better and maybe even like Minnesota that's 0-2 and, you know, some of the teams that we're already writing off. I, I think the Giants will not end up in the postseason. So low scoring game. Keep it close if you're the Giants. Um, you're able to get some pressure on Purdy, create some mistakes while also slowing down the run game enough to put him in those third and longs, you know, blitzing, pick six. That, that's kind of the game plan it's going to need to be for the Giants to win. Best of luck with that. <laughs> Best of luck right. with that on a short week in San Francisco. Week three is here. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Matt and I back tomorrow making picks for all of the rest of the Sunday and Monday games on the week three schedule right here. Peacock and Williamson.